One witch is powerful. A coven of witches is unstoppable. Want to go deeper in your craft with the support of your basic witches? Then join our coven on Patreon. We have three tantalizing tiers with ad-free episodes, shout-outs on the pod, monthly card pulls, and girl talk, where you get to connect with us one-on-two. So, are you a basic witch, boss witch, or our best witch? We can't wait to see you in the coven. Hexo, hexo. Basic witches. I mean, we're witches, <laughs> basically. Witch, please stop subconsciously hating yourself, shoulding all over yourself. And for the love of goddess, stop thinking you have to do it all on your own. This witch is haha here to help. Find me on sexandthesynchronicity.com for coaching, courses, card pulls, and deep XX exploration through erotic art. Fortune favors the bold, so be bold, be that witch, and head to sexandthesynchronicity.com. Hey witches, Leah here. You know my all-time favorite thing to talk about is manifestations, synchronicities, and going for the goals. So if you're ready to put your feminine energy in the front seat and whoa manifest some sh Wait, are you really gonna bleep out sh I can't say sh This is my commercial. Anyway, what are you waiting for? It's can hour never. Join my four-week manifestation course, buy my deck, art, and more by going to www.leahkanauer.com. L-E-A-H-K-N-A-U-E-R.com. What up, witches? You are listening to the Basic Witches Podcast. I'm Leah Knauer. And I'm Rachel LaForest. Today, we are joined by Melinda Lim, the legal witch. That's right, legally witchy. And she's got helpful tips for all you witches who are making business out of witchcraft. That's right. We talk about copyright and spam people trying to copy your shit. We talk about decolonizing tarot and all the witchy goodness that you already love. And if you want some more witchy goodness in your life, then we would love if you join the Patreon to show your support for this show. On top of showing your support, we will gift you ad-free video episodes, card pulls, and even shout-outs on the podcast. We hope to see you there, and you can find the link on Instagram at Basic Witches or by going to patreon.com slash basicwitches. Now enjoy this super helpful episode with Melinda Lim. And we're in. Woo-hoo! What's up, witch? <laughs> oh, the hi. legal witch. Hello, Kevin. Happy Sunday. Yes. Happy yes. Sunday. This is our form of church. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Way better. I mean, I grew up Catholic. This is way better. Oh, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's kind of anti-church because it's so much fun and you get to talk and you get to like laugh. I know. So real. Although, do you, I don't know if y'all feel this way or like have talked to witches about this. Like, I kind of feel like church was where I first learned about like smoke cleansing. <laughs> like, oh, like, I was true. like, oh, and like ritual. And I also kind of feel like, I don't know, the Catholic church is like campus fuck right like gold like threading and stuff I'm like yeah okay (laughs) yeah no there's definitely aspects that like introduce me to spirituality I mean obviously like Mm. all the candles you know the community I do wish we had a witch choir maybe one day at a basic witch's lunch oh oh my my gosh a witchy gospel choir yes (laughs) working and singing oh my god and so it is and so it is. I'm so here for that. Oh my God. Also, Everyone dressed in like black sequins. Yes. <laughs> so Melinda, let's talk yeah. about what it means to be the legal witch. You're a yeah. lawyer. I am a lawyer and also a witch. Fun. Bad <laughs> um, yeah, like I kind of feel it's like the legal witch is like my own brand of magic where I think on one side, I really want to be an advocate, especially for like biz witches, like y'all, like so many people in the community who 
you know, they know that they need to know about the legal part of their business, but they get really like, there's like stickiness and shadowiness around it. Right. Um, and I think too, on the other side, like I'm here to help you just like, like, like break through all those blocks around like, Oh, like I'm not able to do this. Cause like, I'm not this, I'm not left brain or like in air quotes, everyone, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. or all that kind of stuff. And so I feel like I rebranded as a legal witch a couple of months ago after like both of my coaches were like, oh, you should do this. <laughs> like this could be something that's really helpful. Um, and it's been wonderful. Just like the response of people in the community and like really helping them feel just better and like more empowered in that area of their business. So what came, what came first for you? The, the attraction to the legal stuff or the attraction to the witch stuff? I think, I mean, maybe y'all also like relate to this. I feel like I've always been a witch. (laughs) I think it's like one of those things, right? Like I remember being really little or maybe not like really little, but maybe like nine and like, you know, sneaking into like the occult section of the public library and being like, what is this? Or like, I remember like reading my horoscope at 11 being like, oh, I'm a Capricorn. Like, am I going to meet Zach Hansen today? Of course you're a Capricorn. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. That does make sense. <laughs> yeah. I'm a Capricorn sun with a Capricorn stellium. So my Mercury, my Neptune and my sun are all you're like, let's fucking go. Let's get down to business. I know. <laughs> it's so loud. I feel like I wake up every day and I'm like, how do I build a legacy? <laughs> like so stereotypical Capricorn, right? Like, yes. Um, but yeah, I think the witchiness, like, for sure was always there. And then I lived in New Orleans for six oh. years and that's where like, it got hella witchy. Like, I mean, got, like, as right. it does in NOLA. Like. <laughs> right, right. Um, and I was there for law school. And so, and I started like, like a year ago, of course, like in quarantine, it's wild to think that we've been in this for so long, but like, like most people being like, okay, like I'm kind of re-examining my life. Like, what do I really want to do? Um, and I started just like a witchy newsletter and then it slowly became this thing where I started meeting more witches that were in business. I started getting coached by witches that had businesses. And then I was like, I'm just going to step into my full identity as like a lawyer and a witch and see what we can do. See if we can support community in this way. Right. Like owning all of your skills instead of not letting them cross over. What? Right. Like it's hard. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Leah, I had had to slip at least one L Woods reference in here. Like L Woods carried me through like all of Lost Bowl. Like legally blonde was like the thing. That movie changed my life. Changed Mm -hmm. my life. Mm -hmm. It's it's also as a screenwriter, both Leah and I, it's such a well-written movie. It's so it's just such a good movie. We've talked about it on the show before. (laughs) We fucking love Legally Blonde. Um I wanted to know with that crossover. So you obviously bring the legal skills into the witch biz. Do you bring the witch into the courtroom? Like probably, I mean, I'm a Gemini moon and I have my oh. Mars is in Scorpio. So like, I'm not yes. here to be like fucked with <laughs> like, ever. No. Right. And I also talk a lot. So, and for the first part is my, like when I first started my legal career, I was a trial lawyer. So I was like in the courtroom all the time. Um, and I mean, even, yeah, when I worked at like a private firm, like I had candles, like <laughs> that I would light being like, I'm going to win today. <laughs> like, I'm yes. setting that intention. Like I would have fucked this shit up. Um, so yeah, I definitely feel like it, I have brought it like into my, like in the legal part of my life. And I think the fun part for me is like making the law, like witchy as fuck, like talking mm. about like trademarks as like sigils, like like all of the parts of intellectual property it's like an element that can correspond with like an element of the earth like mm. that's really fun for me oh let's break some of that down like what's one example of using a trademark as a sigil so I think of like the trademark is your sigil because like it is the uniqueness of your brand it is like whatever your magic is like that should correspond into your trademark so that like everyone out here knows like, okay, like basic wishes, like this is them. This is what they're about. This is like everything that they put into it. This is like the people you're going to meet when you connect with them. These are like the people they're going to highlight. And so it is like your own unique brand translated into like your own unique sigil. Mm. Okay. Something just came to me about sort of the, like your the rarity that is you because (laughs) 
because the legal system is a place mm. that we turn to for facts, order, mm. justice. Mm. I mean, Cutative. it's injustice, but yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very <laughs> quantitative. Totally. Whereas, and, and it doesn't leave a ton of room for interpretation usually, right. but, or but magic, right, right. Or mm. feeling or emotion. It's so right. like factual right. evidence, mm. but magic is this the unknown and the quite opposite of that. So you're kind of an enigma that you're blending it. Like, do you ever get feedback on that within the legal system? Um, I feel like this is really funny. Recently I was, um, talking to the stylist, witch Gabby on Instagram. And, um, she was basically telling me that like my astrology chart destined me to be like a lawyer, <laughs> like Anna, Witch, which I was like, Oh, love when the stars are like, this is it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of feel like I am here, especially someone with so much Capricorn in my chart. Like I kind of feel like I'm here to give you structure so that your creativity and your magic can flow. Like let's mm-hmm. give you a container so that you feel the freedom to create in a way that, you know, is like protected and safe and like, can be your most exalted self, right? Like let's use these tools and we can create the structures for you so that they work for you and not like against you, right? Cause you were mentioning, yeah, like the legal system's like injustice, like total injustice. Like what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you bring like citrine with you when you go to a court? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I definitely bring citrine. I definitely bring like lapis, right? Mm-hmm. Like throat chakra stuff mm-hmm. for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> what's like, for lack of a better word, what's mm-hmm. a mistake, a common mistake that you see people make when they're entering this work of like finding their voice in their brand and making it a legal entity? I think the common mistake is that there is like a lot of hesitancy around it and thinking that like my brain doesn't work this way. So like, I can't do it. You know, like a lot of people are like, well, I'm more like right brained. And I kind Mm -hmm. of, am like, not that I don't believe it's like, I believe in science. So like, I don't know, like the neurological thing around like left versus right. But I think the way we think about it and talk about it, it almost creates blocks for people where they're like, I'm just never going to be good at this. Like, and I'm well, never going to know. And that's manifesting too in a negative yeah. way. When you say I can't do this, well, then you're not right. going to allow yourself to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I think too, right. Like, I feel like, especially with the law, right. Like it was like written by like white dudes, <laughs> like right white dudes it's like used by rich white dudes and I kind of feel like I'm here to be like no like you can learn I feel like what I see a lot of times are witches who are like I was really bad at school so like I can't learn how to do this Mm -hmm. and I'm like you weren't bad you just didn't have a teacher who like understood how your brain works and like I think now right there's like conversation around like neurodivergency which is obviously really important but like yeah, like you just didn't have a teacher who could figure out how to translate it to you. It's not like you're, there's nothing inherently wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it's my job to like translate the tools so that you don't feel lost and you don't feel intimidated and you know that you can like use this to better your business, to like make it to, to be protected. Cause the reality is right. is like, you got all, again, like, rich white dudes are using all this stuff to like mm-hmm. be on the like fortune 500 list. Like you should be able to do it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. A women like, um, so basically you're saying fear is yeah. the, the biggest mistake. <laughs> yeah. I, <agree. laughs> I think there's a lot of fear and like, you can't really avoid it. You know what I mean? Like if you start a business, you have started a legal entity. I mean, you, you're going to have to pay taxes, right? Like there are these things And you're avoiding it because you think that something's wrong with you, but there isn't anything wrong with you. It just is that like this space wasn't created by people like you or for people like you to benefit from. And I kind of feel like I fill the the gap between like, I'm kind of like the bridge (laughs) between like all of this like opaque stuff and then you over here with your business. Yes. (laughs) Oof. I've been running into those legal gaps because I make erotic art and yeah. those, those fucking terrified straight white men who own the banks are scared of what I do. They're right. really scared of it. And so like my website got shut down. Mm-hmm. I was not, I'm, I can't use credit cards on recurring payments anymore because they said I'm a fortune teller. 
like Melinda, they wrote <laughs> me an email, a fucking huge ass conglomerate bank company, Stripe credit card mm-hmm. processing mm-hmm. wrote me a serious business email. And they said in all caps, you are a fortune teller. And I was like, you're ridiculous. You right. sound ridiculous. Like, right. Also like, they're not blocking people that are selling like Jesus products. Like exactly. Like they're, not. like they're not blocking like churches from selling Bibles. <laughs> and, I, and I know from posting about that online that I'm so not the only witch this right. happened to that. This is a witch hunt going on right now. So for anyone listening, who's also been shut down by Stripe and we have, mm-hmm. we have previous, um, pro witch guests who've also been shut down by Stripe. Mm-hmm. Like, is there any legal advice for us? I mean, yeah, I mean, there are like high pain. There are there. I hate that it's called this, but it's like high risk payment processors that are yeah. out there that like will help you. Um, so like, if you even just like Google, like high risk payment processors, um, I do know from like other witches in the community, like to, this is terrible, right. To like, like wash down what you are doing but like that is another thing that people talk about I mean if there's a witch that's listening to this that like I don't know maybe you work for Goldman Sachs like as your day job like go start a bank yeah help (laughs) help other witches (laughs) yeah if you if you're like an app fatty like go out there start a something to take it back because yeah like I feel like it exists in this like like arc do do we even use the term fortune teller anymore like do we I I don't say it anywhere on my site like I don't claim to be a fortune teller they came up with that right right totally which I'm just like okay clearly again right like I mean are you're letting other people sell like wild ass shit out here right and it's the same way that like social media will um limit people from posting like burn the patriarchy for example but then they'll let other people comment like transphobic racist and sexist and misogynistic comments it's like so you can censor things but you're choosing who to censor and it's not totally the right, people. right like they have the mm-hmm. thing right like they can automatically put like oh this mentions COVID I'm like so you can't find all the transphobic shit and just shut that right. down like, <laughs> like you so easily put a COVID marker on there yep We here at Basic Witches are proud proponents of therapy and proud sponsors with BetterHelp. BetterHelp offers affordable therapy online with licensed counselors. That's right. Whenever, wherever you are, you can work on that magical mindset by getting paired with a licensed professional therapist anywhere in the world on BetterHelp. They're the OG source for online therapy. We've got a witchy discount for you. You can use our code BASICWITCHES for 10% off your first month. Go to betterhelp.com slash basicwitches. That's betterhelp.com slash basicwitches for 10% off your first month. Now we better get back to this episode. If you had to describe what it's like energetically, like if you could paint us a visual of energy of working in the legal system, like mm-hmm. h- how do you see it? Like, what is this entity? Uh, like a big old white tower up in the sky, but like nobody can get to. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like opaque as fuck. Like, I feel like it is like, and for, for some, I guess like good reasons, right? Like if the rules develop too quickly, then like we're kind of out here being like, okay, like what are, what's the thing? Like, what are, what's the social contract that we're, we've all agreed upon. But at the same time, right? Like it means that it is, it's like the last thing to catch up. So like mm. we're out here and we're like trying to push forward, but yeah, like, I just think it's like ivory tower kind of shit. shit. <laughs> just and, out here. And then there's like a different ivory tower in each state, right? Because yeah. the laws are so different. The laws are so different and they can just be really complicated. And like a lot of times, right? Like I feel like when I talk about like legal structures, if they're like contracts in your business or like anything like that, I'm like, I try to like, like kind of water, not water it down, but make it more simplified. Like, yeah, like a contract is, it doesn't have to be scary. A contract's just expectation setting. That's like all it is. And it's your boundaries. Boundaries. Yes. Yeah. It's your, exactly. It's like your boundaries. So like, yeah, like what's your refund policy? <laughs> like that can go in there, right? Like, do you want to get paid? Like, do you want to like have room to give people refunds? Like, yeah, expectation setting and like boundaries and trying to make it like less, less of an ivory tower that's like out here. Mm. 
we are appreciate there, you. Are there more of you? Like, are there other witches? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. If there are, DM me. Yes. <laughs> I would love to meet you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. When I when I decided to like come into my like full self as like a lawyer and a witch, I remember talking to Captolia, who I know y'all have like interviewed. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. she's my brand coach. And I was like, I was like, can I do this? And Caitlin Matanley is also one of my business coaches. And they both were like, yeah. And they were like, you can do this. And like, they also were like, we don't know of anyone like in the co in our group, like courses in our group programs that can do this. And I was like, oh, is that a sign from the universe? <laughs> is that it? And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. I can like be this person. So I don't know if you are a lawyer and a witch listening, please DM me. <laughs> And then you talk a lot about on your page, which I mm-hmm. loved. It was so helpful for me personally about trademarks mm-hmm. and copyright. Can you talk about that and the importance of totally. doing that? Totally. So like, I think there's a lot of maybe like information or just like, like things that people believe that intellectual property is going to cost you a lot of money to protect. And like, in reality, like, you don't need to do anything to own a copyright. Like both of you are screenwriters, right? Like y'all could write a like a dope movie and you don't need to do anything to own the rights <laughs> in it. Like you just do like outright, like the moment you start creating it and it's like in a tangible form, it belongs to you. So like if someone's listening and they have a blog or if you have like a course and you've got workbooks, like feel empowered to put like the copyright symbol like the c inside of a circle like put that on your staff like claim it because there are people who are out here who i'm sure like following you who like want to duplicate like your staff and be like no like that's mine you were on notice that it's mine put it on your website right all the copy you write for your website belongs to you and you don't need to go file anything like you don't have to do anything um to own it which i think is I think a lot of people don't realize, and like, I'm not, I'm not like, I don't stand the U S constitution by like any means, but like, like to kind of like further underline the importance of copyright, like the right, the right that created copyright is in the first article of the constitution. Like it comes before, like they created the executive branch. It came before the bill of rights. Like they like wanted us to have it that bad. (laughs) And they were like, it's like one of the first things. So like use it. Yeah. Like, and if it's something where you know, it's something really valuable, like a really valuable asset for you. Like if you wrote a book or something, then you can file it with the copyright office, which is part of the library of Congress. And it's not that expensive. Um, so yeah, use it. Cause like you, you spend so much time and energy, like doing and creating, like you should protect that, right? Like it's unique to you. Like you have given your magic to the world. Like let everyone know it's yours. Right. And platforms, social media platforms, like kind of make you forget that because they're geared for you to give everything away for free. You're the product and you're feeding them and they're making money Mm -hmm. off of your content. So like, yeah, I, I so stand by this. I, I had looked into trademarking and copywriting maybe like in maybe like six or so months ago Mm -hmm. when I started to realize like, shit, we've been making up really good creative stuff and I want it to be protected. Yeah. Cause I'm just, I'm so wary because I don't align with these social media platforms. I'm already like, mm, I'm already looking out. Yeah. Yeah. And this is another thing. I, maybe people don't realize like your tweets are copyrighted by you. Like you own them. So if anyone's out here, like if like it's on Twitter's site, they have said, so like, hopefully they'll like be held accountable. But yeah. Like you own that shit. So if someone's trying to copy your tweets, like you you could sue them <laughs> potentially. Um, but yeah, protect your staff. And I think with trademarks, like you, like, I think the goal is always to file it. Like if you are in the U S or if you have clients in the U S to like file your trademark federally, um, because then you have enforcement rights of like, of like for it. And people can like, you're like in a database where people know it's like your trademark. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't need to do it like right now. You don't need to file or pay to use the TM. You just need to search and make sure that like you're not infringing on someone else's trademark and then you can use it. And like, yeah, like claim it. Like, cause it also helps to, it helps your audience know it's you. 
Mm-hmm. And especially with like imposter accounts and like all that stuff. Yeah, let's like, talk about what happened to you. You had an imposter yeah! account. Wait, I know, fuck. I know, right? I was like, really, the like fuck? the wrong, like it's the scary. wrong bitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you know, that <laughs> happened to me, like, right, that, so someone created a scam account. And then a couple of weeks before that, um, someone tagged me in a scam account that was trying to impersonate Lilith of Oz. Um, cause like Lilith had created a post and she had tagged me in it. Cause it was like a quote I had said on her page. And then I saw that someone tagged me and it was like a fake Lilith of Oz. And so I responded being like, I mean, you're, you're infringing on our copyright. Like that's like, you can get shut down. Like, is that what you want? And what happened? <laughs> I don't know. They blocked me. I mean, she, unfortunately, cause right, she's such a massive following that I feel like she gets scam accounts like all of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like as the consumer rights, like every obviously everyone's job to make sure, like check to be sure that you're, you're looking at. But yeah, like someone tried to scam me. Um, I think they got taken down. Um, I think because it was reported so many times. I think um, who does that? I just don't understand who chooses oh to do God, that with Lena. their time. Okay, same. I I also was like like you know like are you that bored and that desperate? <laughs> yeah or that like insecure of your own ideas like make your own shit make your own stuff and also these people are not the brightest because like there were some people who then like fucked with them and like were like playing along in their dms and got their names got their email addresses got their paypal (laughs) accounts and i was like all right i'm about to forward all that shit to paypal to like all your cash app like okay this person's committing fraud on your platform yeah (laughs) they are not smart they are not smart maybe they don't see it as fraud because social media people think it's like quote not real but no it's fucking real it's fucking real like people are getting paid people are brands like they're big brands that like get money out here like I don't know why people yeah people not thinking social media isn't real is weird Hey, witches, taking a break from this legally awesome episode to tell you about our sexually awesome new partner, Yoni Pleasure Palace. Yoni Pleasure Palace offers amazing magical toys such as the Sacred Squirter, which is a glass tentacle dildo. I mean, hello, could it be more perfect? They also have sacred yoni eggs that offer healing and enhancement of sexual pleasure and lubrication and all the goodness. Plus the founder, Rosie Reese, a nude yoga teacher, body image activist and sexuality and relationship coach has monthly memberships where you can get the best sex education of your life. And we have the best discount for you. You can use our code BASICWITCHES for 10% off your total order by going to www.yonipleasurepalace.com. That's yonipleasurepalace.com. And use our code BASICWITCHES for 10% off your totally sacred, totally sexy order. Now back to this awesome app. Uh, speaking of, I watched 15 minutes of shame, Monica Lewinsky's Mm. new movie on HBO. Oh, have you guys seen it? No, I haven't. I think she, she like worked on it, right? She's like a producer on it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she narrates throughout and like tells her story. And I mean, it's not all about her, but it's, it's because she was patient zero of global public shame, global because of the internet. She was the first, yeah. What she went through. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now because of the internet, we, we can public shame so quickly and instantly. And like, I, it's, it's mind blowing. You gotta watch it, but I want to watch it for sure. Yeah. But, but it relates to what you were saying about, um, people thinking it's not humans, but it is. Right. Right. Yes. And you guys in the movie, they show these scientists brain mapping emotional like reactions and they like prove that humans, we don't register it as another human with social media and stuff. We need the smell and the body language to register it as an actual human being. So literally people are out here, like not literally not registering that it's a human on the other end. Of, of the abuse that I feel doing. like that right like that just is 
that explains so much why like Twitter is sometimes like such a trash place to be like the mm. shit people say to each other. It's why I deleted my Twitter. I was like known for being a, a Twitter person. Ooh. Oh, Leah, you're going to love the movie because they, they show the trajectory of Twitter and how it started oh, as like a utopia trash, and now trash it's trash. Fire. Right. Trash fire. <laughs> trash fire. Yeah, yeah. Like the literal sewer of humanity. Wait, really? Leah, I'm so proud of you. I didn't know you did that because I'm not online, but I didn't know you <laughs> oh. did that. Yeah, I did that a while ago. I mean, after the Crystalia thing, I was just like, you know what? Mm-hmm. This is just that. I, I I had some beautiful moments from it. I made a lot of connections, a lot of friends. I tweeted some amazing jokes. And like, that's <laughs> yeah. how I got to be in the Kevin Smith movie. And it's like, you know what? I did it. I don't yes. need it anymore. I'm done. Yeah. I am so proud of you. I had Thanks. no idea. And yeah, it really helped. Uh, it really, really helped because I've talked on the show before about how I used to get my news from Twitter and I would check right. every day. And like my mental health has improved because now oh, I go to so actual good. sources like CNN and right. News. <laughs> we have to know. We have to know what <laughs> Megan Fox is doing. Machine Gun Kelly. We need to know. Oh my God, I'm obsessed <laughs> with them. Oh, so obsessed. So I mean, Jennifer's body, like iconic. Oh right? yeah, right. Oh my God, iconic. Like, yeah, like, another well-written movie. Succinct. Yeah, mm-hmm. which I, there, please. I was just gonna say, like, I feel like after like the Me Too movement, like watching it now, like <sighs> I feel like because I feel like back then, right? I feel like it was like a movie where there were like hot girls and they were trying to get dudes to watch it, right? Mm. But now I kind of feel like watching it. I'm like, no, this is for us. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so empowering is there like um a legal I don't know when it comes to online harassment Melinda is there like any protection as far as that goes um I mean if someone is stalking you or harassing you depending on your state that could be a crime like you could depending on the state yeah depending on the state unfortunately um you know what I will say? This is kind of maybe like adjacently related, Leah, is like when I was in law school, I actually wrote an article about like revenge porn yes. and like how to like combat and like, right, like fix is the wrong term, but like how to give the victims power. And I actually talked about how like copyright is the way because like a lot of these <gasps> platforms would be like, oh, we're not going to take your picture down. Right. Like we're not going to do, or there were like revenge porn sites. Remember like entire like places where you could go and like sleazy gross exes were posting pictures of like mostly women, mostly of their like former girlfriends. But like, because a lot of revenge porn are like selfies, like just sexy, like pictures you take of yourself, you actually own the copyright in that picture because you Mm. took it, you took it. So you could technically like go to these places and be like, yo, like I own a copyright. I didn't let you use that like you have to take it down and like I mean that's a pretty that's a pretty let's like a steel trap like there's not really a way around that <laughs> so, Ooh, I'm yeah. breathing a sigh of relief no I haven't <laughs> just because like I haven't had this happen to me but there right. is so many chances for it too with partners oh, that I've sent totally. shit to like totally do you guys remember when um like Demi Moore I feel like Ashton and Demi that was like a first big Ooh. like um public exposure to this idea that of even sending like nudes that was like when I learned about it I was like oh people send naked pictures like I remember that yeah and then there was the big leak called I hate this name they called it the fappening oh Um, yeah yeah of releasing like it was Jennifer Lawrence Lawrence. a bunch of people and it's like why are we first of all giving this a catchy witty name it doesn't deserve that because it's abuse right yes abuse yeah, I remember in high school, my first like exposure to revenge porn, because that was when the internet was kind of just burgeoning. Mm-hmm. My good friend, um, someone randomly posted a picture of her, not even a sexual picture. It was just a picture of her like on her knees looking up at the camera. Oh, so okay. of course people saw that as like a oh. blowjob. Oh. Put her on a website called cumshotcity.net. And oh. then it was a whole thing within the school and like, it was just like, what the fuck? Someone put her picture on that and then she has to deal with the quote shame of that. Right. And then she had to work with the school to bring it down. Like how embarrassing. That's so embarrassing. And also tells her that like, right. Like she probably internalized like, well, it's my fault. Cause now I'm yeah. the one that has to like deal with it instead of like, <sighs> where's the dude? Like, where's the dude in this? Right. <laughs> yep. Someone put it up there and it wasn't her. Right, it wasn't Who her. Was it? 
Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Why isn't Bill Clinton the one who's getting made fun of on Jay Leno? Like, why was it Monica Lewinsky? Yeah. Why? She right. was an intern. Like the power dynamic was basically statutory, like yeah. insane. And, right. and yet he lives and breathes and doesn't have the shame. Oh yeah. And like gets paid thousands of dollars to speak at events. Right. Mm -hmm. Like had a whole career (laughs) after that. Witches, if you want to add a dose of magic to your everyday, you have to try Everyday Dose. Are you having trouble with sleep or anxiety? I know I do. And did you know that 9 out of 10 people drink caffeine and yet half are sensitive to it? Everyday Dose is a latte made with mushrooms. That's right, we've talked on the show before about how magical mushrooms are and how many benefits they have. And Everyday Dose is so delicious. It gives you long-lasting energy without the crash, it has a zen-like focus, and it keeps your immune system strong. I've been having it every morning and it is so delicious. It's actually replaced coffee for me. It has this nice alchemy to it where it's a stimulant, but it's also something that helps me ease into my day and helps me relax just a little bit. It's like a light coffee with chocolate notes and I'm serious, you are going to love it. And no, it doesn't taste like mushrooms. So if you want to try Everyday Dose, all you need to do is go to everydaydose.com and put in the code BASICWITCHES to get 20% off their already discounted awesome starter kit, giving you a whopping 55% off your first order. And you know we love that angel number. So go now to everydaydose.com. That's everydaydose and use the code BASICWITCHES for an extra 20% off. Go now because there's literally no risk. If you try it and decide you don't like it, they will give you your money back. But honestly, I love my dose and I believe you will too. So get your dose of magical mushrooms and I cannot wait to hear how much you love your everyday dose. Now let's get back to this magical episode, shall we? I feel like I've been, okay, like back to how I was saying I've been running into those scared, rich white men because of the work I'm trying to do. Um, I had another, I set off another alarm. I'm not going to go into detail on air about what it is, but a a really exciting project I'm working on has gotten, has basically gotten slapped with with like threats of authorities and, and threats of like needing these permits and certifications that like are not necessary. Maybe I'll talk to you about it later, Melinda, but, um, but I fucking know it's because the title had a a word relating to like sexiness in it of this project. And, um, and then Mm. I consoled myself by saying, you know what? I am a trailblazer. And if I wasn't setting off fire alarms, I would be doing something wrong. Like, But is there, do you see a way that trailblazers and like sort of this witchy sexual revolution will legally win like one day? Like, are we getting there? So I hope so. I definitely feel like it's something where maybe we're in like the stages kind of like with my work where I'm like, okay, like let's, let's like educate you and inform you about these things. So then you don't feel like weird shadow or stickiness around it. And then maybe the next step is now we're like, okay, now we're like going to go full all the way. Right. Like now we're, we're like armed with the knowledge, unstoppable kind of thing. Mm. And I think like, especially because I feel like with witches, community is so important. Right. And like people can lend their skills in different ways. So I do hope that like, not only are there, you know, maybe if you're also a lawyer and a witch, like listening to this again, would love to talk to you, <laughs> to meet you, but that there will be other people who write, like are out here to, that are activists who are like, yeah, like I want to like write, I want to like write legislation. I want to be part of like think tanks, like think tanks that like do this. I think we're kind of in a, I don't know. I feel like it is like a new age. Do y'all feel that sometimes? I do. I feel like we're on the cusp. Yeah. 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 Because at least, at least now we have all this awareness of who's being targeted, right? It's all these oppressed groups of people that are being targeted with the law. So Mm -hmm. hoping that can change, but we're also seeing 
you know, like when you're, when you're strangling the monster and it fights back harder, we are seeing like the laws in Texas and Florida popping up further restricting the oppressed groups of people. Mm -hmm. So that in a way is almost a sign that it will be getting better. I hope. I like they're, they're struggling. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think, right. Like any time, especially like if it's like cisgender, white male, like like they're clinging to like minority rule, right? Is like, cause they know that they're, not only are they getting older, but there are like, the world is evolving so that they are not the majority anymore, <laughs> just based on yes. numbers. And so I feel like, right, it's like, they're like white knuckle grip. The more yeah. things like feel like they're slipping away and the more right. that people, like everyone can have a platform now, right? Like people can, and people can find each other and create even like, bigger movements like even when we were talking about like the scam accounts I know like several people in the like witch community a lot of them are like tarot readers a lot of them are like or deck creators they have like their own like mini coven where they're out here to like combat like all the scammers and they've done like entire posts where it's like this is the thing you need to do these are like the things you need to follow like get their information like this is where to report it like and I kind of feel like, right, that's like grassroots, like activism, like just in the witchy community. And so, and we're not afraid because we don't feel isolated, right? Like mm-hmm. as like problematic as like social media can be, it's nice to know we have connected to people and we're like, we don't feel weird anymore because <laughs> we're not just like alone, like, you know, doing our meditations by ourselves in our houses. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. When it, when, when, like if we were, or someone listening were to have a scam account, is there a script that you send to like the scammer? What, so what do you I feel like what's helpful is to get as much information out of them as possible. So kind of like follow along a little bit and they will drop, they will drop their email addresses. They will drop their cash app. And you can then like, like if Cash App finds out that someone's like committing fraud, like on their platform, like that's bad for them. <laughs> like they definitely want to know that kind of stuff. It's, it's a crime. Like it's a literal crime. Um, and like going back to like intellectual property, you know, again, like I don't, I don't like necessarily trust Instagram, but there is like a, like if there's a scam account, um, other people can report that for you too, right? Like a lot of other people, not just you. But if someone is like violating your intellectual property rights, like if they're using your pictures, um, which is your copyright, there's a whole separate avenue like in Instagram to report intellectual property, like theft, basically. Um, You have to be the one to do it, unfortunately, which can be like pretty laborious, right? It's like, it can be just Mm -hmm. energy sucking to always have to do that. But again, right, like it's treated so seriously that it's given its own separate thing. Like, of course, I don't know, like if they follow through with that kind of stuff, but like, yeah, right. Like copyright is like pretty important. So that's like another thing. I think if there are scam accounts, like definitely try and get as much information out of them. So you can then use that to keep reporting it before you block and report just to, cause these people aren't smart. They are not. I love that. <laughs> that's really good advice. <laughs> Real talk. Yeah. So what about other witchy stuff in your life besides the the law crossover? Like, have you had any experiences? Um, I mean, I lived in New Orleans. So right. <laughs> if we're thinking of just like supernatural stuff. All yeah. The <laughs> yeah. <gasps> yeah. Anything like, that stands out? So did y'all watch um, Coven from America? Yes, and rewatched. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, thank you. I feel like there are people who like don't like that that series it was such a good season so weird yeah Yeah. I thought it was so good so the house um like the mansion in the French Quarter where like the terrible family lives right yeah like keeping the slaves like in the basement that's an actual house in New Orleans um it actually used to be owned by Nicolas Cage this is really I'm about to go like in the weeds yeah we're about to just go like ghost story time I mean it's all it's it's October so yeah (laughs) might as well so yeah, it used to be owned by Nicolas Cage. It's like, it's hella haunted. I used to never like walking near there. Like it just feels weird. And it's like right in the middle of the French Quarter. It doesn't look like a lot of the other like beautiful homes. It kind of just is like takes up a full block, just looks ominous. Um, but there was one, like you can go on, like it's part of a haunted like house tour in New Orleans, like in the French Quarter. And there is a story about how like before it, 
it has been remodeled a bunch of times, but um, at one point it was like an apartment building and the people that were living there would have the same nightmares, <gasps> which is, yeah. And I, and like related mm. to like all of the torture that used to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So like, and that's like an actual home. Yeah. He doesn't live there anymore. Um, I think he, he like found out this might be wrong. Like, so just don't <laughs> like, like take this with a grain of salt, but like, I think he found out that it was so haunted and then he sold it. He, Nicholas like, Cage. Yeah, Nicholas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> I went on one of these tours and I feel like I'm thinking of the same house. Is it, was it something with the story where there was a mother who was like chaining up her daughter? It was a mother who was like chaining up slave, like the slaves that they owned in the basement. And she I was know like, the house. Yeah. Yeah. It's it was the there. last stop of the tour. Right. Yeah. It's cause it's like the craziest story. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so haunted. And like, um, I think it's like, yeah, I think someone it's huge. I'm sure it's like, it's super expensive, but, um, I think it, I don't think it's occupied right now. Like I, I mean, <sighs> haven't been done, but yeah, it's definitely, yeah. I mean, hella haunted. Everything Ooh. is in New Orleans. I mean, even like if you, maybe you guys have seen this too, but like sometimes houses in New Orleans will have, um, if they're for sale, it'll also say haunted on there. <gasps> so people know, like people know they're like, yeah. So also, by the way, <laughs> there's I a ghost that lives here. <laughs> that is so cool no vacancy someone's yeah. already living here right, right, right. you're gonna have a roommate <laughs> yeah yeah they don't pay rent though they don't pay not, rent not furnished does come with one tenant <laughs> comes with one tenant um oh yeah I mean the cool thing about New Orleans is that there are so many different like witchy traditions like when I first like I got like really, really into like studying witchcraft when I was down there. And the first people I met were in Regla de Ocha, like Santeria. Mm. Um, and then I met a bunch of Wiccans that were there. I met a bunch of people that were like Satanists that were there. Right. And it's also wild. Cause like, there's like a huge Catholic church, like in the middle mm -hmm. of the French quarter. Um, but it's kind of cool. Cause like people never think it's weird. Like if yeah. you, it just was like a given, like, of course you like candles. Like, yeah. like, of course you have an altar in your home. Like who does it? <laughs> uh -huh. yeah. My whole like manifestation journey with Kevin Smith getting in his movie, the fact mm -hmm. that we shot there, I never really put it together until like after the fact, it's just like crazy that of all places we shot in like the most witchy place. All witchy. Mm. So witchy. Yeah. And witchy, like all, I feel like, I mean, Mardi Gras is obviously like New Orleans <laughs> a holiday, but like they go hard for Halloween. Like mm. they do love Halloween. Oh, yeah. And like people will dress up, but also like act like their, like their costume. Like I would remember seeing like <laughs> zombies in the French quarter, like climbing on top of cars and yeah. being like, this is so <laughs> y'all went in. <laughs> yeah. That's immerse immersive theater. <laughs> 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 yeah that's Amazing. how I felt I got to go to Salem for the first time recently Ooh, I've never been I've always wanted yeah, to go it was so cool I haven't gotten to talk about it on the show yet but it was so cool because I felt like a normie for once oh, like cool. I was like I truly am a basic witch like these people are <laughs> way more witch than I am and 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 that's on the average there like yeah what I, did you see what like it was the same. So I went in early October um, okay. on a weekday. So as to avoid like the major October crowds, right. but it was still packed and it was so many full on witch costumes and like the full on commitment. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, is somebody paying you to like be this committed? No, like <laughs> you're just doing it. Um, and Oh, I got to see like the, the cemeteries and the stone memorials Ooh, of yeah. the first, I think 30 people, was it 30 or 29 people that were um, like stoned or hanged for oh. witchcraft? Mm -hmm. And, and the tour started with learning about how, um, how they legally described witchcraft back in the 1600s. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And there was like, there was two types. There was like male malevolent witchcraft and covenant witchcraft. And malevolent was like causing harm. And then covenant was trying to get people to convene with the devil. Oh. Um, so like trying so the to get two, the two flavors. Yeah. Those were the two flavors in the 1600s. <laughs> I see your extra spicy. Right. It's spicy yeah. or extra spicy. Do you want devil added or devil not added? Yeah. <laughs> like guac. Yeah. Right, like, and did, one of did, oh, did, it pay, 
did they was it like specifically women like in the definition no no it was not in the definition specifically women and the victims were not just women right and the interesting thing that I would say like the main misnomer that was corrected for me was that the witches there none of them were burned they were either stoned like pressed or hung um but slaves were often burned totally innocent obviously um so that's an interesting thing that the the witches there in Salem were not burned however slaves were so interesting yeah um and honestly what was like super cool for me was to see all the locate all the filming locations of the movie Hocus Pocus Oh my God. Cause you're like walking around and you're like, wait, that's that scene from Hocus Pocus. I they did actually... not know it shot there. I did I not either. either. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah, so did you see cool. like the cemetery where they have, is it like Billy, right? Who's like the- I don't think I found that one. Okay. But I saw and a few Binks, other right? cemeteries. And Binks, yeah. Oh yeah, and Binks. Zachary God, that Binks. movie. So good. Movie so good. Um, holds up. Also, they're shooting a second one. Comes out in fall 2022. I. Yeah. It's all the original cast, right? Yeah. What are they doing? Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Sarah Jessica Parker back at it. Right? <laughs> no. I know. Oh, so I feel dumb. like that like 90s movies like witchy 90s movies it's like still enjoy like practical magic oh my god yeah the craft the oh craft. my god I think the craft oh. is one of the I feel like the craft and then Willow from Buffy is probably the reason why I practice witchcraft yes. <laughs> love it Witches, we are talking about sexual power this episode. And if you want to enhance your power and pleasure, we've got the partner for you, Uber Lube. They are seriously the best lube I've ever felt in my life, especially as a witch with sensitive skin. They're so amazing and they're not harmful. They have healthy bacteria. They don't mess up your pH levels. There's no alcohol, no gluten, no glycerin or parabens, no scent or flavor. I mean, it is pure and silky smooth. We know you're gonna love it. You can use it for your hair to tame frizz. You can use it as moisturizer for sports, for anti-chafing, or just as personal lube. So go ahead and get yourself a bottle or two or three with your witchy discount, 10% off with code BASICWITCHES. You can go to uberlube.com and use the code BASICWITCHES for 10% off. Now let's get back to this powerful episode. Melinda, you also talk about decolonizing tarot. Can you break that down for us? Yeah, totally. I feel like decolonizing, like, just in general is just important, right? Especially now that we're all, like, learning about and trying to, like, unlearn oppression. I think especially, and y'all probably, like, have seen this too. I feel like it's everywhere, right? Like, like witchy aesthetic is like mainstream now. Like, people love to buy, like, sage bundles. People love to, like you know, rose quartz everywhere. (laughs) Like the witchy aesthetic is like all over the place. And for me, like decolonizing, especially with the tarot is important because we need to like understand traditions of like where these things come from, like what are close practices, like what doesn't belong to you. And with the goal of knowing that your magic is the most powerful when it's directly tied to you. Like not when you're like out here, like going to Urban Outfitters and like buying Palo Santo. <laughs> right. Like don't do that, everyone. I don't think anyone here would do that anyway. But like, um, and I think with with the tarot, especially because like, I mean, the archetypes are like so old, right? And like they are gendered. But for me, when I read for people and when I teach tarot, I'm like, there's no binary here. Like there's no gender binary. Like kings, kings are energies, emperors are energies. Like let's not like, it's, it's kind of lazy at this point to use the gender binary. There's so many other words. Mm-hmm. Um, and the gender binary like stems from like colonialism, right? Like, like I'm, I'm Filipino, but my par- parents are immigrants from the Philippines. And like, before we were colonized by Spain, there was no gender in the Philippine tradition. And even wow. like one of the, like, yeah, it's dope. Like one of the God, like one of the deities was trans like yeah which is so cool and I know I realize this like now where my parents will like slip between like he and she and like not realize it and I'm like oh it's because there's no binary like that's why which is really cool and so I think like bringing that into the tarot because when you read for people 
regardless of who you read for, they should feel like seen and empowered by the messages, right? And if we exclude people based on, you know, their gender or like their preference or anything like that, then then we're kind of saying like, oh, well, the tarot doesn't belong to you. You can't use it. And like, that's bullshit. Like everyone should be able to use the cards. Oh, amazing. Fuck yes. Yes, yes. I'm so here for that. That's so cool. Was there any magical um, elements in your heritage from the Philippines? Like magical practices that are native? (laughs) I do feel like native Philippine culture is like pretty witchy. Like witchy as fuck. Like we we love a candle. Yeah, yeah. Love, and I feel like a lot, like my mom's really superstitious. It's like I feel like ancestral veneration is like very big, like in terms of even after like centuries of Spanish rule, they're like, well, we're still gonna like stand our ancestors. You can't take that away. So like we still do. I mean, even now, like in the Philippines, like on All Souls Day, which I think is like the second of November, like people will go to the cemeteries and like bring like the the favorite dishes of like, you know, your great grandfather who passed away and just like be in community as a family and to remember people. And like, I mean, nothing is witchier than like having a picnic in a cemetery. (laughs) That's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing is witchier than that. (laughs) I love that. Well, I think it's time for a reading if you are Ah! open to it. Oh my God. Yes, of course. (laughs) Um, Leah, do you have your ISIS deck on hand? Mm, No, but I can go get it. Oh, okay. No, I, I can get mine. I think it's okay. close. Okay. Um, I, I'm really feeling ISIS for today. Oh, I love, love ISIS. Yeah, right? Yeah. It just feels like everything we're talking about with this transitional time we're in. Mm-hmm. So Melinda, do you have something you want to ask um, specifically? I don't. I'm open to any guidance. Okay, that's beautiful. Let's all take an inhale together. God, we just exhaled in perfect unison <laughs> with our eyes closed. That was amazing. Okay, so we're just going to ask for some general guidance from Isis. We know that the goddesses will come through with exactly what we need to know. There it is. Ooh, gorgeous card. Oh, that is beautiful. It's called Soul Retrieval. Could you describe what it looks oh. like, Melinda? So it looks like two hands that look like they're cupping like a fiery orb. Um, and yeah, it looks like kind of like they're reaching up and there look to be like symbols around the orb too. Mm-hmm. And circles, concentric yes. circles yes. going all around. Yeah. Okay. Isis healing goddess now offers you spiritual restoration and deep soul healing through the art of soul retrieval reclaiming pieces of you lost through trauma old and new that's so, like, yes yeah. scorpio season right there yes. oh my god <laughs> soon you will enjoy greater wellness energy and power oh, so so be willing to go through the healing process knowing that any emotional clearing taking place is leading you to wholeness Oh my God. I feel so ready for that. I feel so ready. Well, I, cause I have, this is maybe like practical level, but like, I still have my like day job and I'm like very ready to be in business full time. And so I'm like, yes, heal me emotionally. So I can fully step into my exalted being. <laughs> so like a witch uh-huh. biz person. Well, yes, you were bitch. talking about taking those, you're finally like putting the two things together as yeah. your self. That is like, oh. that and with the colon, the decolonizing, that's taking back pieces that were mm-hmm. taken through trauma. Mm-hmm. So it's like ancestral healing, right? There. Right, yeah. right, right. Beautiful. Okay. Oh my gosh. Um, and then let's tell listeners where to find all of your goodness. Yeah, you can come follow me on Instagram. I'm the.melinda.lim. And yeah, if you're like, especially like if you're a witch in biz, like I love to share free things all of the time so that you can like come and have like learn and feel like it's safe for you to learn. Um, and I'll be doing like a shadow work program this like next year. So I'm very into, very into shadow work, like 
I feel like that's a big part of, I know it's like the sticky part, but it's always the part we have to like go through. So yeah, come yeah. hang out with me. <laughs> they will, they will. <laughs> they will. And in closing, a basic blessing, something we're each grateful for today. Oh. I know mine right away. It goes right back to the beginning of our conversation. I'm so grateful that now I know I can combine all my skills and use everything I have going to my advantage to, to better myself and help others. Yeah. So I'm grateful that. for that um, knowledge that it's okay to combine these things. Yeah. You contain multitudes again, Gemini moon. I think Leah, are, are you a Gemini too? Right. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're always like, yeah, we have all the things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm grateful for, especially like having this conversation, being like connected to the two of you. I'm really grateful for the moment where I trusted myself to like combine all parts of me and mm. know that like that is the best way to be in community. That's the best way to be in service. And that I can be fulfilled in that way. Like it was really scary to be like, Oh, I'm going to be a lawyer and a witch. Like that's not something that's like seen out here, but I'm glad that I trusted myself. And I'm glad that I had people around me who were like pushing me to do it too. Mm. Love it. Love it. I'm grateful today for Wi-Fi and the internet and the capability to have these conversations. Yeah. yeah yes. <laughs> thank, thank you. Wi-Fi goddesses. This was so yeah. smooth. The internet <laughs> is magic. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Melinda. Yeah,